Welcome to your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. Join your host, Alexandros Megas, and co-host Vincent Byrne, as they walk you through the deepest recesses of the mind and how it operates. They discuss all the reasons why our minds persistently get in the way of our evolution, growth, and our success. But crucially, they also teach you what you can do to change your destiny. And now, here's your host, Alexandros Megas. Uh, welcome to our 17th episode of the Your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. I'm your host, Alexandros Megas. And I'm your co-host, Vincent Byrne. And today, 17, number 17. Did you know what that uh, corresponds to in terms of uh, the major arcana of the tarot? What card that is, number 17? I don't. It's a good one, man. A, there it is. It's the star. Okay. So there you go. That refers to you. You are the star today. I mean, you're the star every day. Okay. <laughs> but today, you're even more of a star. So I like to think so. <laughs> since that's the case, we can uh, divine our way into the next topic which you were supposed to tell me what people have been bugging you about because people don't talk to me i'm a little too weird to talk to apparently well you're up there in your ivory tower you see That's... Right. <laughs> <sighs> um so as the, the biggest question coming back to what we talked about um really towards the early in the early episodes we were talking about manifesting and there's lots of people interested in it. And they have, people I've talked to have tried it. But I think the biggest issue that they have and the feedback they give is that they don't have any real sense of it working for them. Um, it's not like going on a diet and within a week you can start to see some pounds coming off. And therefore you're kind of motivated uh, to keep going because you can see that it's working. Whereas with something like this, it's much more difficult to get a sense that it's working for you so therefore you start to raise questions about am i doing it right and does it really work and therefore when obstacles come up to get into the way in and get in the way um people are more likely to stop so what 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 can we offer by way of um i suppose explanation or encouragement uh to people who want to do this but they're not seeing the results and I suppose they start to lose faith. Well, I'd like to start this by saying it's all the secret's fault. I didn't do it. The secret did it. It's all the secret's fault. Okay. The first thing that is important to, to realize here is that someone starts something and um, at some point they stop. Mm. So I would say our first uh, thing to examine here would be uh, the lack of motivation, because right? that's 
what would make you stop? If you were constantly motivated, then you wouldn't mm-hmm. stop. Am I correct? Yeah, if but I think the the motivation that they may have had at the start when they were excited about when they heard us talking about this on earlier podcasts and they said, okay, I'm going to give that a go. They then, because they didn't see things happen, then the motivation shifts. So they start to lose faith. Right. So there are several levels on that. Now, the motivation is a tricky one. Everyone is looking for motivation in today's era. Mm. And people have made a lot of money being projecting on that arena professionally, be, you know, mm-hmm. coaches, you know, you, you should know you're a coach yourself. So yeah, motiv- yeah. motivation is part of the whole deal. Everyone is looking for motivation. Like I need to be mm-hmm. motivated. So, which makes sense, but why do people need to get motivated? So the, let's, let's take a, a couple of steps back here and, and examine that from, a perspective from a mind perspective, right? This is all about the mind. So if we look at the animal kingdom, you will see that the animals out there, or even the plants, one should say, they don't need extra motivation to do what they do. Mm. And I always wondered, why is it that we do? Like, why do you think we need to be motivated to do what we're supposed to do, which is grow, because this is what we're here for. Why do you think that is? I think one of the reasons is that we don't know that that's that's our purpose. Clearly, over time, we've been infused or indoctrinated with, with a different sense of what we're about. And for a lot of people, it's just survival. And the idea of raising yourself beyond the level that you're currently at is um, while people have a desire, they don't necessarily have the knowledge or, as it turns out, the motivation or the passion to want to follow through and do it. So I, I think it's it probably comes from the, the, the indoctrination around that we're all supposed to behave in a certain way and we're all supposed to keep our expectations down. And then when we do get to a point that we feel we want to do something above that station, then unless we're highly motivated or we have a very compelling drive to do it, I think most of us, we feel we need something from the outside. Right. So you mentioned survival. Mm. And one would think that that is enough. That's enough of a, of a motivator. If survival was one of the main reasons why we do what we do, why wouldn't we be motivated all the time? Because that's what motivates, I suppose, if you could say that, that's what motivates the animal kingdom, right? And survival is the main reason why the animals do what they do. Yeah, but that's because they only have one major purpose, which is to survive, to reproduce, or two major purposes, survive and reproduce. Whereas we have survive, reproduce, and then whatever else has been fed into us, and put into our awareness and our consciousness, whether it be through the media and even before the media, long before that. So I think there's more coming in that uh, that's not just about survival and, and reproduction. So in the way that I look at it, I'd say we have lost our connection to ourselves. Okay. And and we've talked about that many times. When I say ourselves, I mean that's conscious mind. We are totally disconnected from our emotional self. Mm. Our emotional self, on the other hand, is running wild because we are over-emotional, but we're over-emotional about bullshit because most of the items that we get emotional about are items that we get triggered on. You know, like we have programs running and someone says a word and everyone goes apeshit, right? Mm. That is not a sufficient communication between the conscious and subconscious mind. Mm. 
So the subconscious mind is now on overdrive and it's just going nuts with viruses all over. So it's overinflated and, and it doesn't know how to regulate itself. Of course, it never does. But that's where the idea of putting the, communi the communication between the conscious and conscious mind uh, on a certain balance so that we don't have to have this kind of imbalances with the subconscious mind that regulates all our behavior is running wild and making decisions that are stupid, right? Or 100% emotional, which of course equals to stupid. Because if you think about it, stupid is unintelligent. And intelligent is all conscious. Intelligence is all conscious mind. So if I lack intelligence and I am only basing my actions on uh, emotional values, then I'm, un I'm generally unintelligent. I'm not conscious. I'm not being conscious. So let's take it back to the original point, right? People need to be motivated because they don't know that they have a purpose. They don't believe that they have a purpose. And what it comes down to when it comes to manifestation, everything starts with belief. This is the main reason why every religion known to man has glorified belief to that extent, right? It's like faith, right? Because faith. Mm. Faith will have you, you know, move mountains and such. But the problem here, what ends up being the problem many times is, well, I guess maybe it's not a problem. It doesn't matter who actually you put your faith on, whether or not you put the faith in yourself or in some kind of deity. If you have enough faith that this deity holds what you want precious, it takes care of it, it understands it, and it supports it, then you will be on your way to making that happen. So mm. to give you a you know an example about that, any major cult leader of the past and within that i'm i'm putting in politicians and because you know politics as far as i'm concerned they're called as well <clears throat> so everyone who was able to convince people to follow them has had that magic ingredient so faith is extremely important now if you don't have the faith then you're basing everything on your personal experience of how life manifests and that is generally well you know nothing of what i want ever happened you know, all the shit happens to me you know i am so unlucky why would anything change now mm. or the or the only way to get something is to get money go to work get money and buy it and it's a very mechanical thing right or you have to be lucky or you have to be a scumbag and and you know fool people out of their money and then you can do what you want to do Mm. So all, all, what is all this? These are all belief systems. Mm. One way or the other, everyone is a believer. Every time I, I hear people talking about, oh, there's no God, you know, oh, there's no, you know, like completely disregarding <clears throat> mm. all this guy, you know, trying to go up against the people of faith and say, oh, it's all bullshit. That know that exists. You know, everything is a, is a joke. Uh, everything is an accident, right? All this stuff. But what is all this stuff? This is another faith. It's faith in and of itself. Mm. Because you don't have concrete evidence that this is the truth, right? Nobody does. Mm. Of course, you can convince 
right? Convince yourself, come up with uh, an excuse to validate your subconscious beliefs. And so you come up with, you know, whatever. If somebody says, I don't believe in God, the reality, the, the fact is they're believing in the fact that they don't. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, so it's, which is funny. It's ironic. It's all faith based. Mm. So the problem here is that no, there's not a lack of faith. The problem is that the faith is misplaced because mm. everyone has faith. Every single person in this world has faith. They just, most of them have faith in bullshit and stuff that goes against them. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's. Um, I would encounter it quite a lot. We talked about it before. Um, because I eat my plant-based diet, the first thing that people say to me is, where do you get your protein and where do you get your uh, calcium? And because I don't have meat and I don't have dairy and everyone has been conditioned to believe that the only way of doing it is to... Um, eat meat or drink milk or dairy products. So that's essentially a faith which has been developed because that's been fired in through their people's front rooms through the TV in advertising for whatever, the last 50, 60 years. So I suppose it's the same thing that if someone doesn't have faith in the process of manifesting that we spoke about, it's because they have faith in what they do believe in, which is that you have to work hard in order to get the money in order to buy things. And therefore, what we're talking about is something that's contrary to that. So therefore, it probably can't work. They'd like it to work, but then when they don't see any immediate evidence of it, it's, let's go back to what I'm, what I actually believe. Right. So... We need to go back to the element of faith. So once again, it doesn't matter what you what you believe in. It doesn't matter. That's it's relevant as long as what you believe in has the power to get you on your path to manifesting. <clears throat> so I could I could say you know uh, I pray to Mickey Mouse every day to you know get me a better job. You know help me get a better job or whatever it is. Now, it, it, and most people will laugh at that, right? But mm. there's nothing to laugh at because if someone <laughs> has enough faith in Mickey Mouse, then that is totally valid because Mickey Mouse can deliver. I mean, think about it this way. Everything is a is a thought form, right? Have we talked about that, the thought form? <laughs> everything we think about and everything we put emotional energy through our thoughts mm. onto that becomes a thing, it becomes a bubble. You know, like when, when you see a, a, a cartoon, like a, a comic book, and whatever people are thinking, you know, you see like these bubbles, right? Well, consider that these bubbles are actually alive. They're actually very real. Now, mm. they, these bubbles, not, not only are they real, but the more emotional energy you put into them, the bigger they become. Mm. You know, it's like you're inflating them. Anything you think about primarily and whatever your prevailing thoughts are will produce a certain amount of faith that will gravitate towards what it is that these thought forms are about. So you could you could have faith, you know, my brother used to many years ago, and of course realized and completely switched his mindset. He used to think that he's extremely unlucky. 
And of course, his, his mind was so powerful right, that he would manufacture such extreme, like the most ridiculous kind of circumstances that you would say that that's, that's not possible. This mm. stuff only happens in movies, you know, this shit that would happen. To <laughs> and, and then what's amazing is that, and a lot of people, you know, do see things like that happen around them and they think, oh, you know, nothing, all the shit happens to me. But, but it, it doesn't really take too much of a mindset shift to realize that you, you're feeding this kind of outcome. Mm. So you are faithful to this kind of outcome. So as we go down the path of manifesting, we have to understand that whatever our pre prevailing belief is, is going to be fed by our emotional energy. So if you manage to put everything aside, let's say, let's say, you know, you had a dream, right? Where an angel came down and said, look, Vincent, my friend, God favors you which we know it's true, by the way. But he needs you to, or she needs you, or go through a specific test. This is what you're going to do. Within the next month, month, every day of this next month, you are to have so much faith that you would wake up knowing that whatever it is that you want to manifest has already happened. Regardless of what your physical eyes see around regardless of what your physical ears hear regardless of what your physical sense of smell smells you know that this manifestation has already occurred kind of like as if you had placed an order right for your favorite whatever car like you can do that now right so you can go online you know mm. I want this Tesla, you know, <laughs> your favorite car. You order it, and then they're like, oh, excuse me, sir, this is the very latest model. You will have, fortunately, you have to wait for four weeks for the delivery. Mm. Now, what does that mean? It's already happened. It's done. You just haven't seen it. You just haven't touched it yet. So this is, to begin with, to start with, this is the mechanics of manifestation you have to have the faith that whatever it is that you are after has already occurred so therefore if someone goes about it with the attitude oh i'd really like the outcome i'd really like to create or manifest what i want and i'm not really sure if it works but i'll try it i'll try doing the affirmations and i'll try doing the visualization but they're still very much in this mm, don't really know whether this is working or not. Are we saying that because of that um, perspective, that that mindset, that it's highly unlikely to happen because there isn't really a commitment to it? That's right. That's exactly what we're saying. Because your subconscious mind that plays every role in that manifestation knows that there's a way out. And mm. as we have uh, stated in this program several times already, the subconscious mind is the most powerful part of ourselves, but it's also the laziest part of ourselves, mm. which is to say it will not engage in change unless there's no other option. So it's like saying, you know, I hope, I wish, you know, blah, 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 you know, mm. whatever.
I'm feeling yeah. like, I hope I hope we can make it to my party. <clears throat> and and then you say to me, "Oh, I hope I can make it." And then of course, you know, 100% of the time you you didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. Because you give the subconscious mind the option to step out of having to do that and mm. you will step out of it 100% of the time. So so, so how does someone go from a place where they hear us talking about this and we've talked them through the steps and they say they want to try it? How do they move themselves from a place of, say, skeptical to belief without any evidence or without any sense that – and I know I, as I say that, I go, well, people believe in God without any evidence. <laughs> okay, so – Putting that one aside, the the you know how do you get there from from being interested, skeptical? I'd like to try it to a place where you sort of go, oh, no, this 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 is working. This works for me. It was a bit, a bit like the um, I don't know. Did, did we probably I think we talked about this before the the story that Jim Carrey told, where he first came across how to manifest, right? And he apparently it was. Um, he was in class and he was, I think he was eight or nine years old. And uh, he had an Irish teacher and uh, something came up in class that they, he, he said that uh, something came up in class and the teacher said, oh, well, when I when I want anything, I just pray. I say what I want and I pray. And I and I um, and I think he said I, I commit to doing something in 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 exchange or whatever. So um, he apparently said. Oh, okay. I need a new bike, and uh, he went home and he started praying every night for this bike. And then, about three weeks later, he came home from school, and uh, there was this packaged-up object in his living room. And uh, turns out it was a bike. And the interesting thing about it was that um, it was he'd won it in a in a competition that he hadn't actually entered. It was his, his best friend had been buying something at the bike store. And as a result of buying things, he had a few entries into this competition and he put his name on the entry. So he wins the bike and hadn't even entered. So from that point forward, he always did it, including the famous one where he wrote the check out to himself for $10 million for acting services rendered. And he would go every night after his comedy club gig and he would visualize it. And then I think he put a time on it and he said six months before the date that it would, that he had always visualized, he received a check for $10 million for the, um, for one of the movies he was in. So it's, I, I suppose most people would approach it. I mean, he was obviously a kid, but I suppose most people would, would approach it from the point, oh, I must give this a go as distinct from being right on board with the, I'm, I'm, I believe in this. I believe it's going to work. So how do we get there? Well, how did he get there? This is a, this is a conscious choice. Mm. It's a decision to say that from beginning tomorrow, I don't have a choice but to believe X, right? I mean, if you if you had to, once again, I'm going to put it into a little bit of an extreme uh, example now, because I love dramas, you know. <laughs> I'm Greek after all. 
it's embedded in my DNA. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, if if uh, a member of your family, like your child, you know, was missing and you knew how to find them, but you knew it was extremely dangerous to, to go get them, would, would you rationalize a way out of this one? No, because you would know that there is no other way. Mm. There's no other way. And, and people, it doesn't, look, it doesn't, things don't need to get that dramatic. But what needs to happen is you need to understand how important it is to you to manifest something. Mm. You know, if it's like, if you're screwing around, you know, say, let me see if that works. <laughs> you know, like people do with a widget board. You know, mm. This is what it is to commit yourself. And uh, ironically enough, to commit yourself, right? There's another way of saying, you're insane, right? People, have you committed to mm. an asylum, right? Or you could commit yourself, which means from where I'm standing that you have to allow yourself to become insane because that's what it is to believe, become insane, which means you know without having any concrete evidence. The evidence is all here and here. Okay. And, you know, that could happen in a numerous ways, ways, a number of ways, which, for example, I could say at this stage in my life, I've been wanting to do X. And if I can't do it, you know, by next year, then screw it. You know, it's, it's over. You know, I, you know, I've actually done that with myself many years ago before I even became a hypnotherapist. Um, and I used to, I think I spoke about this a little bit. I used to live in a small, crummy apartment in Queens, New York. And uh, I was in a very bad shape emotionally, uh, relationship-wise, or as I say, relationship-wise, because that's how I could classify all of my relationships. And then also financially. So... This is what I would, it is funny because because that's exactly what I did. I, I kid you not. It's exa- I didn't know at the time what I was doing, but looking back, it's I can see clear as day. So I would say, if and might I add that I left all my family, everyone I know, everything I know, everything I knew, all the life that I knew up until I was like 20 years old, I left in Greece and I came here knowing. No one and everything was new and everything was horrifying, scary. <laughs> so then I would say to myself, I am in this predicament right now. If in a month from now, and I would put down the date, I haven't found a way, a clear way out of this predicament that shows a path towards a new life, I will abandon everything, go back to Greece. Okay. So <clears throat> I give myself an ultimatum. Mm. And this stuff is very powerful. If you mean it, you know, like if you if you find yourself in this kind of emotional circumstance where you've had enough, you have had enough, you have to put yourself in that situation. Mm. You know, you know, if if you're like sitting horizontally with a beer in your one hand and Doritos in the other hand, watching Netflix all day, if you have that ability. <laughs> Right. And and looking to manifest some other shit, I would say chances are you're not gonna. Mm. Because you are in a comfortable spot. 
Yeah. You know, it, it might be excruciating if you look at it from a different perspective, but it is a comfortable spot nonetheless. Comfortably numb, I think, as Pink Floyd. Right. Yeah. It's better than laying on a bed of nails. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, so it's, is it like what we're talking about though is building up a skill here. It's, it's, it's developing a, a skill. And I presume, and, and the question I had for you there was, you know, when you did this thing and you, you got the sign or you got the path uh, within the month before you, you know, jumped back on the plane to Athens, presumably something showed up to kind of keep you going. Yep. Then what did you do? Did you go again and say, yeah. okay, okay, so I have a reason for staying here, but I still need stuff sorted out. So I'm going to give you another month, you know, to... to... Yes. It did happen, yes. I have yeah. done this on more than one occasion. I don't think I had to do it more than three. Right. But I've done it two or three times. Right. And by the way, when I always saw specific results. Hmm. It's not like I did it and I said, well, if by next month, uh, nothing you know happens that points me towards a new direction, uh, then I leave. And I didn't, it's not like nothing happened. I was like, oh, fine, I'll give you another month. No, it, just, <laughs> it didn't happen like that. So yeah. I, I would always get concrete evidence yeah. that, okay, good. I managed to overcome this obstacle. I managed to, you know, escape the news. Hmm. So now, I have another month to get very specific. Yeah. To get more, okay. you know, more detailed, more surgical. So and where did that come? Where did the that come from? The um, the idea of of doing that. Intuition is is, is the Intuition. best. Okay. Okay. The best thing I can I can think of. Sure. Because at the time I was, I mean, I was actively an artist. I was doing all my stuff, and I was getting instruction by my, as I've talked about that before, right? As I was deeply into depression and I was getting instructed to start creating all these uh, visual treasures that allowed me to start digging my way out of the hole. Mm. I was connecting then with something that was with me all the time. Okay. So I can only assume, I can't, I don't remember specifically right now, but I can only assume that this was part of that kind of intuitive path that I was on already. So so okay, you've got you've got the person who's comfortably numb, as it were, and uh, who doesn't really have any compulsion to change. Or, you know, they might say they might like something different, but in reality, they're not prepared. It's almost like they're not prepared to put in the work. The right. work being being prepared to really get into the belief and develop the faith that it's 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 working. I mean, just to share the thing that that and it comes and goes with me. But the thing that I always do is when when I'm driving around and I come and I'm looking for a car parking space. It's it's like people will say, "Don't drive in here." You know, the, there's no space in there. No, 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 mine's in here. Mine's in here. Oh, uh, and you drive in around. No, no, there was none there. No, no, it's still here. And you go around again, and there's somebody pulling out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this, this exactly is the process. 100%. And it works all the time, one way or another. It works all the time. But the thing is, though, I never moved myself to a place where having done it there, that I then did it consciously. In the, like That would be the only place where I did it consciously and would continually do it um, every time. I, it's almost like I'm triggered 
to do it every time I drive into a car park or I'm going looking to find a car parking space. And um, uh, but I don't remember to do it or I'm uh, perhaps I don't have the association there to do it with anything else, you know, in that same automatic way. And I think that's just lack of practice. I haven't really thought about, okay, I'm going into this situation. I, I want to get this sale. Okay. So I'm going to get this sale. And yet, no, I know they're there. I'm going to get this $10,000 sale. You know, I, I, I don't do that, but that's probably what I need to do to, to, to think about individual situations and get it working for me in that way. Yeah. And also, the faith, of course, like we said, is the most important thing because the faith creates the fuel mm. to take all the, the rest of the steps. Yeah. And then, of course, the affirmation. We talked about affirmations. Mm. Like This is how the affirmations work. But the affirmations have to connect to the faith. Everything connects to the faith. Mm. If the faith is not there, then all the other stuff is empty. Mm. You know, it's like you could have your vehicle ready to go on a trip. It's all packed and ready to go. You have no gas. Mm. You know, it, it doesn't <laughs> desire at that point doesn't matter mm. because you have no fuel. And this is where the fuel comes from. So the fuel is and this is mm. why we don't need to be motivated. Going back to what we started with. Motivation is entirely unnecessary. If mm. we need to be motivated, that means we don't have the faith in the first place. It means we don't have the fuel. Okay. So is it a case then? And because I, th I still think that there's a, there's a bridge to, to there's, there's something to bridge here between the desire to want to do it, to try it, and obviously to want the thing, whatever you're trying to manifest. And we're saying that faith is the bridge. So to me, it would seem that you have to start building the bridge gradually because yeah. if you if you try to jump and build that bridge in one go looking for some big massive change in your life and i know the universe doesn't look at big things small things whatever there may be big things to us but but that you can you can work on building up your skill as it were and getting used to it by perhaps working on things that are smaller to start with in your head as distinct from what the universe can provide. So finding that car parking space and saying, no, no, mine's in here. And then move from there and then move from there. And then you start to get a belief in the process as you build the bridge. Is that a fair way of doing it? Even though it, it may be countered. Yeah. It, because I think what we're doing is we're fighting years and years of conditioning that this doesn't work. It can't work. You don't have the power, you know, all of that sort of stuff. So to get people moving, they need to pick small targets, get them, get practiced at it, and then go from there. You know, it, it is it is actually exactly like that. And it's a great thing to do in that exact kind of uh, process. It works. But it's also important for people to realize that this stuff has no... I'm going to have to go back and talk about the secret a little bit here because... And I don't get me wrong. I, I love it because it's full of really beautiful stuff but there are certain terms that because of how flaky the sound and how new agey and how you know you know like for example the universe provide and i don't i mean i don't understand, i don't i to this day still i don't understand what the universe is 
What is that? What are we referring to when we talk about the universe, the planet, mm. planetary systems? What are we talking about here, mm. right? And what? How is it that this works? I mean, for the for for the huge number of people, it doesn't. And I think part of the reason why it doesn't is because of terms like that, like mm. the universe, right? You know, and I don't I don't know what the universe is. I, I don't understand it. And, and you know, even if I knew, why would it? You know, what is in it? And people come to me and they say, "Oh, I know the law. It's a law." It, it, and I'm like, "Dude, how do you know that? Mm. Like, who gave you that law, right?" So you, you could start and talk about things like that in a concrete fashion. Now you could say that, well, you know, I tried it and it worked, but good, that's great. But that doesn't make it a law. Mm. All right, so how do you convince people? Because people would need to be convinced. This is what the faith is that we talk about. I need to convince you that this shit's going to get everything done for you. Mm. And the bottom line is I know that it works because the laws that I am drawing that stuff from are laws that are ancient laws. And those laws don't come from terms like the universe. Mm. Okay, these are like the, the old ancient shamanic magical uh, uh, interfaces that millions of people have been depending on. If you go in there and start breaking it down, you understand why this stuff works. There is a mechanics to that. And so that's why I know that this works. But when we're breaking it down in, in the sense of uh, conscious mind and subconscious mind, that's also a very specific mechanics. And that's why we talk about that stuff. I don't talk about the universe. You know, I don't talk about God. You know, I'm not, I, I am not here to deny the existence of either. I, all I'm saying is that I don't have personal experience in what this stuff is. Hmm. It also would, would suggest that the universe or whatever term is used is providing something right. in response to you asking. Which exactly. is kind of along the lines of what we've been brought up with before, in that it's God is providing, and it, it's not something that you're creating yourself. That's right. Which is actually, thank you for mentioning that, because this is a, it's a major element. Mm. The idea here is that God is everything. All of us, right? Mm. Is God. Now, I, I know, I understand that there are people who would call me a blasphemist for saying that. Mm. And that's fine, you know, because everyone's entitled to their opinion. And it doesn't matter. I mean, if you can get Buddha or Jesus, you know, or Muhammad to manifest stuff for you, that's awesome. Mm. Because I, I don't have a preference. I'm just saying you need to put that faith to work. Mm. That faith has to have a concrete direction in the sense that, that faith cannot be preventing you from getting that stuff because it's a sin for you to have it, you see. Mm. If I believe in a God that says, no, you shouldn't strive to live luxuriously because that's bullshit. Mm. That's horrible. You're a sinner if you do that. There's no way this God's going to grant me that stuff. Mm. Right? Now, it is extremely important that your faith is placed somewhere and that somewhere is going to be completely and freely allowing you 
and providing the path that you can walk on in order to get your desired outcome, mm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. The other thing that, that strikes me as well is that coming back to what you said about your brother is that clearly this is working all the time. Yeah. And what it is is just a question of where you put your focus and your attention because he was putting his attention and his focus on negative stuff and unlucky stuff. Whereas when he flipped and, and changed it or just stopped putting it on that, then the circumstances changed. Exactly. So this isn't a, this isn't a kind of a nice to have that I can turn on when I need to and turn it off when I don't need to. It's kind of like it's happening all the time. Right. And so we we spoke about that in the in the previous yeah episode yeah when we say we we said that we're all magicians mm. everyone's a magician you cannot unfortunately and that's a very good point also thank you because you can't you have no choice mm. you have no choice but to manifest stuff so you have to choose what it is that you'll manifest because you can well, well, something. Well, well, what strikes me is that we're, we're manifesting stuff at the moment without realizing that we are, or without realizing that we can influence it. And that what we're really saying is actually you can influence it. If you put your emphasis on the positive stuff and understand, here's all the evidence of what you've created up to now. So that's your evidence. So now let's just use your focus of attention to and your faith in the process to bring the stuff you want into your life rather than sort of go through your life almost blind and ignorant, but still manifest stuff anyway. Right, exactly. So think of it, think of it this way, like this is a, it's a glass. Mm. And that glass, let's imagine that it's filled with beautiful, crystal clear, chilled, ice cold water. And we are now in summertime. It's actually thundering outside. And you wake up in the morning and you're really thirsty. So, so let's take that moment and build a manifestation path right there. So you wake up in the morning, you're really thirsty, you're really thirsty, you're dying of thirst. Okay. What is the next thing that you're motivated to do? You get out of bed. Now you get out of bed and you could go to the bathroom, you could go brush your teeth, you could go shave, but you can't wait for any of that stuff because you are so gosh darn thirsty. Mm. And so you direct it. Now, there's something in you that knows for a fact that if you walk a specific distance down a specific path, that glass We'll be waiting for you. And all mm -hmm. you have to do, I mean, perhaps it's not filled already. But now you have to just take the glass and go to the fridge and then, you know, fill it up with all this crystal clear, chilled, beautiful, divine water mm -hmm. with which now you manage to quench your thirst. So this is a story of manifestation. Mm -hmm. It is no different with anything else that we do, that we want to manifest. But you have to trace the steps now, you see. If what you wanted to manifest is X. A new job. A new job. 
you get up in the morning, you, you wake up, and you are so goddamn thirsty to have that new job that the first thing you do is go down, you know, to your desk and start making a list of all the things that you're going to do today to go after that job and see that job. I, I can see it. Oh, I can feel it. It's, it's there. I'm so close. I know it because I got it. I have all the skills. Everything is down. We're getting it done. This is the day. And that gives you the, motiva the motivation that you need, all the motivation that you need mm. to go down the specific steps to manifest that job. A logical mind would say that it was, well, I just, I went through the process and I filled out and did my resume and I applied for these jobs and, and all of that. And it was just a mechanical process. It was no great shakes, regardless of what went on in the background to well, actually give you that opportunity for the job. That's why people are not looking on it as something that they've manifested. It's just a, a thing that they've done. Just like if they walk down the corridor and get the glass of water, it's just a mechanical thing. They just There's nothing special about it. What, what is it that manifests things in any other way? I mean, short of expecting that it's going to rain, that thing is going to rain at your doorstep, you know, which <laughs> depending on, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, but maybe, but I don't have, why do I have to believe that? I mean, how does that serve me anyway? And let me ask you a question. Let's say that this happens. What are the chances that I don't attribute that to luck, but I attribute it to my supreme powers of manifestation? It is in your best interest to know that you are heavily involved. You are involved and you're invested in the process. Yeah, but I think the the, the like that example, and let's say you compared to Jim Carrey getting his bike. I mean, that's the kind of thing in many respects that people think about when they're talking about the secret and the law of attraction. It's it's a bit like I just had to put it out there and I just had to pray for it and didn't kind of have to do anything else. Because look, somebody put a ticket in, <laughs> a ticket into the drum with my name on it. Okay. Um, so they look at it from that perspective rather than the perspective yeah. that they are involved to the same extent. Right. And, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, from, from where I'm standing, this is a very uneventful way to, to live a life. It's, mm -hmm. you know, because if I'm not a participant, if I'm not playing, it's like, it's like me saying, okay, if I, if I sit there and pray that my favorite team will score a goal, mm -hmm. And it happens. What do I go home and take with me out of that event? That if I pray real hard, shit's going to happen? I mean, you know, it's because, again, prayer, as far as I understand it, is not asking for someone to do shit for you. That's not what praying is. Mm. It's a form of prayer that is it's passive. It's not, it's not prayer that actually gets shit done. It's not prayer that involves our capacities uh, as co-creators you know like, the prayer is just the um the ex the the process of ingraining it into our subconscious mind that's, right. that that's what we want to create yes that's the fuel it's and not it's not putting it out there to um it's not the saying of the prayer that puts it out there that somebody there is writing down on an order book this is what they're looking for oh i'm going to send that back in 
It's more about when we say the prayer for the bicycle, it's, it's, it's ingraining it in our subconscious minds that that's what we want. And it's, it's more likely to be the energy that we're putting out there that we're connecting with that's likely to draw it into us rather than the saying of it. Is that? Yes, absolutely. Uh, now, this kind of praying, because it's like casting a spell, it's the same kind of thing. You're putting energy into an outcome. Mm. And I'm not saying, I'm the last person to say that this cannot create a series of events, a series of circumstances that will create coincidences that will get you where you need to go, where you need to be. Mm. And, and that is part of the manifestation process. But this is part of that unshakable faith. Mm. Not only that this is already granted, your wish is my command, as they say, mm. the genie, but also you had some to do with it. Yeah. So, so as we close, because I see we're hit, hit the hour at this stage again. So if we were to summarize the, um, the what I'm taking from this in, in terms of answering the kind of questions that I've got is that belief is the most important part of this faith belief that it's that this is going to happen that this works the way to move from being let's say a non-believer or a skeptic but being open to trying because you want something badly is to start building up your faith and belief by trying it out on what you would consider small things but also to reflect on times in your life when perhaps you were being negative or you were saying you were unlucky or whatever and see what you have created, see what you've manifested and use that as evidence as much as the positive things happening that you can actually do this. And it's a question of trying it, trying it and building up that faith so that your the faith gets stronger and then practice it more so that by virtue of the practice, you're becoming more and more strengthened in your belief that this works. And then once you're at that place, then the techniques come into play, whether it be visualization, um, affirmations, and writing it down, whatever way you want to do it, to ingrain it into your subconscious. But that, and then finally, you're understanding the fact that you are a key central participant in this process. It's not like you're writing an order, sending it out to some guy up in the clouds who's then going to deliver it. It's you making it happen through a combination of physical act and non-physical act, spiritual acts, energetic acts that are going on without necessarily you knowing about it. The combination of the two, that's what's bringing it into existence. That's right. Your summary? I couldn't have said it better myself, my friend. Okay. So ultimately, yes, to, to summarize in, in one brief sentence, we, we start with faith. Faith fuels the path and also lights the path. Mm. Your bridge is, all you have to see is one step forward. Mm. You don't have to see the entire. So as you go one more step, then you build the next step. Then you step on it and you build the next step. Then you step on it. Then before you know it, you have a whole bridge, right? So... The fuel is there to push you down the road. The, man, the visualization and the affirmations are there to keep on reinforcing that fuel. Mm. In other words, you keep on fueling the faith 
with that stuff because this goes back and forth. It's mm. not, they're both interdependent. The faith, you start with it, but then it's like love, right? In order for you to express love, you have to express it towards something or someone. And mm. then that's going to create a cyclical path where they you get it back, you know, and then you give it back and you get it back and you give it back. So that creates this, recycle, this recycling that refuels you throughout eternity. Mm. It's, it's what creates... Uh, our, I guess, eternal fuel, uh, one might mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. And uh, as long as you keep sticking to this plan, I think it's impossible that you won't get what you're after. But also, if you need more proof of what you create, just keep on taking inventory of mm -hmm. what you had accomplished within a day of, I don't know, bitching and moaning and complaining or a week of that or a month of that versus, you know, and if you take inventory, it's okay. In a month of uh, complaining and bitching, I have accomplished X, mm. nothing negative, whatever. Then you can make a contract with yourself, you know, to say, okay, this following month, I'm going to do the exact opposite. Like I am forbidden to act in any other way. Like someone triggers me and I was about to be like, oh, you know how? And then, you know, I hold myself back and I react an entirely different way. Mm. And I keep that up. This is the contract. I keep that up for one month, right? Remember, if in one month I don't see concrete evidence of positive change, then screw it. Mm -hmm. right? But give yourself that. Mm. Cool. Good cool. way to finish. And as we always say, until next week. Let's be careful out there. And don't let your mind kill you. Thanks for listening to Your Mind is Trying to Kill You with Alexandros Megas and Vincent Byrne. If you like our show and want to make sure that you don't miss an episode, then we would love if you would subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And you'd be doing us a big favor if you would support us by leaving a review as well. It would also be great if you would take a screenshot of this episode on your smartphone and share it on social media. So join us next Wednesday when we talk more about mind hacking and taking back control of your life. Until then, have a great week.